0: We are actually preaching a message today on water baptism. And the reason I'm doing it is because we have a lot of water baptisms here. And usually I give you two verses at the water baptism and we put a bunch of people under the water. And uh, I wanted to give you a complete message about it so everybody understands why we do it. And maybe you're here today and you have never been water baptized uh, in the way that we're going to be talking about from Scripture. We're going to give you opportunity to sign up. Because we do have a water baptism coming up October 14th and 15th. So we set up the tank, and it's here on the Saturday night and the Sunday, whichever service you're a part of, and uh, we'll get you water baptized. So you're going to know everything there is to know about water baptism when we're done. And I'm going to give it pretty fast. I, I know a number of you have been water baptized, and maybe you're thinking, Oh, hey, if you know this, you can talk to your friends who maybe accepted Christ and aren't water baptized yet you'll have answers for them, okay? So, what is water baptism? The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse or dip. So, to baptize something means to completely submerge it in a liquid. And, of course, in the biblical sense, baptizing a person in water means to put them completely under and then bring them back up again. It's a bad idea to leave them down there. Always bring them up. That's what they told us, right, Pastor Bruce? Okay. According to the Bible, water baptism is a symbolic act whereby a new Christian identifies with Christ's death, that's the going down, and his resurrection, that's the coming up. Water baptism is a public profession of a person's repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. It's a way of giving outward testimony to what's happening on the inside. All right, so what does Scripture have to say about baptism? A lot of different things. First, we know that Jesus was baptized in water in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. And that was in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Let's look at that story. It said, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. But Jesus answered, let it be so now, for it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. So Jesus said, let's fulfill all righteousness. I need to be baptized. And you see, Jesus was our example. Even though he was the son of God, he came to be fully man, and he is our example. He's our savior and our example. So he said, let's fulfill all righteousness. We know also from scripture that Jesus and the disciples baptized many people as well. So not just John the Baptist, but also Jesus and his disciples. And many don't realize when Jesus and the disciples went out, they actually preached repentance, which was also what John preached. Turning from your old life to new. And of course, water baptism shows that picture, doesn't it? The old is washed, the new comes up. John 3, verse 22, and John 4, verse 1 and 3. It says, Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people and chapter 4 verse 1 and 3 Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John though Jesus himself didn't baptize them his disciples did so he left Judea and returned to Galilee so we know that John's whole ministry was baptizing people and it says that Jesus and the disciples actually baptized even more okay so baptism was a key concept of believing and repenting and following Jesus. Acts chapter 8 and verse 26, we read a story about a disciple named Philip who had an interesting baptism time with a eunuch. Let's read that. Verse 26, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet, and then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. So picture this. They're out in a desert area, there's a little road, a little trail where the chariots go and people walk, and Philip just listens to what the Lord says and he heads out there and now the Lord is telling him, go join yourself to the chariot. So what that would mean, if the chariot's going along at a trotting pace or a walking speed, he would have been going along, holding on to the edge of the chariot. Now that was something that was done, but as he does that, he hears or sees that this man is reading scripture so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said do you understand what you're reading and he said how can I unless someone guides me and he asked Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot and the place in scripture where he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch asked Philip and said, I ask of you, who does the prophet say this? Is he talking about himself or somebody else? And Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? In other words, Philip is preaching to him about Jesus, and obviously, very clearly is saying, If you believe in Jesus and you want to, you can be water baptized. You see, water baptism, for a Christian believer, is, I believe I've made a decision, I'm willing to publicly show this, By getting submerged in water. Verse 37, then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. So the prerequisite or the only thing necessary before water baptism is that you're a Christian. You said, Yes, I believe. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities he came to. And he came to Caesarea. Okay, Philip baptized him in the first water body that they found. It was a desert area. This must have been a pool and it was probably not heated. Okay, anyways, that was a joke. <laughs> water, whatever water they can find. Baptism doesn't have to be fancy. Baptism requires water and you believing. When I was doing evangelism with my father-in-law, he would do it under a big tent, and he would just build a baptism tank, whatever he could find. So he would build plywood and two-by-fours, and he would put ratchet straps around it and then throw a tarp over it. And the water was running out as fast as we were baptizing, so we had a hose hooked up, you know, putting cold water in there. Those were cold baptisms. Of course, I didn't mind. We were standing on the outside. But anyhow, (laughs) baptism, wherever. I was actually baptized at around nine years of age in a creek. And uh, not far from our farm, there was a little old dirty creek that runs through there, and and when I say dirty, I mean dirty, but I remember it. We used to swim there, but this was not swimming. This was baptism, and I still remember today it was significant and important. You see, baptism for all of us is something that when we take that step, we will never forget it. Acts 9 and verse 17 is another story where actually Paul is baptized and it just quickly says it and we maybe don't even realize he was water baptized. Verse 17, Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. He received... His sight at once, and when he arose, and he arose and was baptized. So Saul, the guy who was trying to kill Christians, had an immediate transformation and said, yep, baptize me. Okay? So water baptism is something that each and every believer takes a step of faith to do. Acts 16 and verse 14 says, A certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, they begged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful, she begged us, saying, if you've judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. They began house church. Now, I've read this one. I wanted you to see that a lady believed and said, I want to be baptized, but she didn't just do it herself. She included her whole house. I like ladies that are like that. You're all going to church. I don't care what you think. Come on. It's me in the house. (laughs) I need another lady to say amen. Come on. (laughs) Ladies can lead a house towards serving God if they choose to. Now, the man is the priest of the home, the head of the home. They should always be doing it. Sometimes it takes a lady to kind of stir things up and say, Come on, hubby. Let's do this. We're going. And I love that an entire household believed and were baptized. Now, we are commanded as followers of Christ to share the gospel and baptize people. It's the Great Commission. So if you're wondering why do we do this, it wasn't something that people invented or churches invented. It was done way back in Jesus' time and then he commanded us to do the same. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, we read this. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And then Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. So we were told, hey, as followers of Christ, we're supposed to go into the world, bring people to him, and baptize them. So it is connected with your faith, connected with believing. Now, obviously, if someone has to believe, they have to be old enough to understand that, yes, I'm accepting Christ and I want to follow him. Now, uh, in some Uh, organizations, they'll do infant water baptism, which is totally fine. If that's uh, something you've done or had, that's great. But the baptism we're talking about here is a different baptism. It is the baptism of you believe, and then you take the step of faith, a choice to show the world, okay? So if everybody's okay with that, they're two different baptisms, all right? This one that we're talking about today is your choice, and you're of an age to understand, Now, we do baptize children if they're understanding salvation. And if parents have said, yes, we've talked to them and they do understand it, and then they're water baptized. You see, baptism is an outward sign that says to others, I'm a Christian and I'm not ashamed. I want to serve Jesus in newness of life. Romans 6 and verse 3. Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. So he's using the picture of it saying, don't forget your old life you put under when you were baptized. He's trying to give us that picture. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. So it's not just taking a swim It's a commitment that says, hey, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to leave the old stuff behind. I'm going to do my best to go for him. Now, if you're a believer, you understand that when you accepted Christ, all your problems didn't immediately vanish. You get to work through things. You get to grow. You get to learn new things and work up things a step at a time sometimes. But you are definitely on a new path, and it's a path of life. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin will lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Hey, that is a good thing when sin loses its power. It's no longer your master. Amen? We serve him. Water baptism. It is something that each of us should do galatians 3 and verse 27 all who have been united with christ in baptism have put on christ like putting on new clothes there is no longer jew or gentile slave or free male and female for you are all one in christ jesus and now that you belong to christ you are the true children of abraham you are his heirs and god's promise to abraham belongs to you We have been united with Christ in baptism and we put on Christ. I like how he says it, like putting on new clothes. You don't come to Christ and take water baptism and just live life the same anymore. It's like putting on new, clean clothes. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. You see, the thing about water baptism You are very publicly saying, I'm not ashamed, I don't mind if everybody knows I'm a believer. I actually want them to know that's why I'm doing this. Yes, you can take a photo of me and it's okay if it gets on Facebook. It's not a secret. See, that's water baptism. You can't be a secret Christian. Did you know that? It doesn't really work. It doesn't go together. It's okay for others to know because this is now your new life. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 34, Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. You have to be totally unashamed to be willing to get yourself submerged in a tank in front of people. I would suggest that the world probably thinks that's foolish. But it's not foolish to those who believe. One other statement about water baptism is we need to make sure that pride is dealt with. And my goodness, water baptism is a great way to do that. Did you know in Scripture that some people totally refused baptism in the way of the Lord, and it was because of pride, and it was actually religious people? In Luke 7 and verse 29, we read about the Pharisees who said, "Eh, eh, we don't want it. And it says, when they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. So people from every area came and got baptized, even rough, terrible people. And When they say tax collectors, they were the most hated people, by the way. So when they use that in scripture, they're saying, the worst people in the world came to be baptized. But... The Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. Don't let pride make you reject the greatest thing in the world. Serving Jesus, which includes a public confession of water baptism. Matthew 3, verse 7. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptized, he denounced them. You see, they didn't come to get baptized, they came to watch him. What is up with that? Don't ever come to church just to watch. Come to receive. Come to learn. Come to grow. Come to see your life move forward. These guys just came to watch. And he said, Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you've repented of your sins and turned to God Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. You see, you have to completely let pride go to come and be dipped in front of everybody. It is humbling. It's not something that we just do. You're not like, oh, that is on my top list of things to do. Go in front of people and let them, you know, dunk me. Let's face it, you go in there, man, your hair is messed up when you come up. Your makeup is falling off. So I'm beginning to wrap up already. There's only a few reasons why someone who would say they're a Christian would not want to be water baptized. And I'm just going to look really quickly at those because, you know, we've seen many and some are like, well, I kind of do, I don't know. Here's Why? Number one, maybe they don't understand the significance of water baptism. And please understand, water baptism doesn't save you. We know that the thief on the cross just believed in Jesus and went straight to paradise with him. They didn't baptize him, okay? So we understand that. But it is significant in your faith and it's significant in the fact that you publicly let everybody know. But they also maybe aren't sure they really believe or want to follow Christ, so I've had people, well, they said a prayer with us, but they're just not sure. And water baptism is a time to be sure because you're about to tell everybody if you haven't. So I've had some uh, young people sometimes, they've prayed the prayer, but now they're like, what if all my friends find out? Well, that's the whole point of water baptism. <laughs> so all your friends can find out. So sometimes people don't know if they're ready. Another reason, someone might actually be struggling with pride. And the thought of that is it's just too humiliating. And finally, I have had times where people have struggled with water baptism because they have a fear of water or possibly a fear of people watching them. Those are real fears. Those are real things. However, let me say this. I believe all these reasons can be easily overcome. They can be overcome by prayer and by learning. So, I don't think there's anything that should stop people, but there may be some things you have to overcome to do it. But if you do overcome those fears, if you do overcome those reasons, and you get baptized, it'll be the greatest thing you've ever done. So, why should we get water baptized? You see, here's the reasons that we just kind of went through. Let me sum it up. Jesus was baptized, and we follow his example. Jesus commanded his followers to make disciples and baptize them, and We want to do what he asked. (laughs) Baptism causes us to deny and humble ourselves. And we publicly do something the world would consider foolish. That's a good thing. Baptism publicly shows our willingness to follow and be identified with Christ. Baptism is a joyful experience that outwardly portrays the old person dying and the new person rising to life. It's a time of celebration. If you've been to one of the water baptisms, you know a worship team is here. We celebrate When someone is baptized. And finally, during baptism, I believe that there is an opportunity to believe God for even more. Possibly being filled with the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus, when he came up from the water, the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. I've had many opportunities in water baptism and seen many great things. There has been people who have come up from the water filled with the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues. So there is opportunity for you if you want to believe for more when you get water baptized, it is possible. All right, let me finish with this. The only thing necessary before water baptism is salvation. So today, I want to make sure that each one of you has had that opportunity to pray and ask Christ to save you, to be in your life. And so we're going to do that because... I want everybody to have accepted Christ, and I want you to get the opportunity for water baptism. So here at our church, we pray a prayer that simply says, yeah, I believe Jesus is real, and I want him. That doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't mean you understand everything. That means you're saying, Jesus, I want you. Show me what you got. Save me. So we're going to do that by praying a little prayer. Use our voice. Because Romans 10 and verse 9 says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. So let's do that now. Please repeat this after me and I'll get you to all join for that one or two who may not have done this before. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I ask you now, forgive me of all my sin. Make me new. Use my life. I thank you now. For forgiving me, I am saved. Amen.